Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Searchers Podcast. I am Ben, one of the co-hosts, and uh, in this episode, Kevin and I discuss uh, which movies we really like, what we grew up on, and things of that nature. Just kind of introducing ourselves to the couple listeners we have at this point. <laughs> so thanks for being here. Really appreciate your time, and hopefully uh, it's an entertaining show. met on on letter on a, an app called letterboxd which i didn't really come my way until 2018 i think you've been on that you've been 20... on that app uh, for a little no less 2020 oh really I think, right, really i literally no 2019 december i joined and i spent more or less probably probably two or three weeks of my time adding all the movies from imdb and stuff i had forgotten i watched and you can you can get lost doing that because I definitely to took a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I took, <laughs> and, I took oh, so much time doing that. Yeah, like the, yeah, the reason I this is just vivid in my mind is I did all this stuff like literally right before you know what March twenty twenty COVID. Uh, 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 yeah, and I was like, oh, now I got all this time on my hands. Like, not much is happening mm. at work. We're quote unquote teleworking, whatever that is. And oh yeah. And, yeah, um, and I got furloughed. <laughs> well, really, I didn't know that. I I got furloughed. Yeah, so like that was the that was definitely the time when I think people uh, other people found my found my profile on Letterbox because I was for, well first I I did get sick with COVID and that was all due to a trip that I worked. Was that was uh, that in in that time frame? That it was within that time frame. Okay. Yeah, it, it was around. Uh, March, April, 2020. And then I, I, that was my second year on the working my job. Okay. It was my second year and I flew to Frankfurt and then coming back 
I was, and then, then I was based in, in, in New Jersey and coming back, the company was basically telling us, Hey, you know, we're going to have to take some leaves here in order to possibly curb the amount of furloughs we're going to have to, uh, you know, that's sort of that, that would come to fruition eventually. And so, you know, I decided, okay, fine, I'll take a, I'll take the first month cola or which is well, not cola, but I mean, it's a, it's a company leave basically. And, um, I went back home to California and realized, oh, well, I can't taste or smell anything. So long story short, I'm cooped up in my room. What does that and mean? What? Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what does that mean. And then I was like, oh, shh. So then, yeah, I'm cooped up in my room. And basically, you know, that that was where it started. Okay, here I, here I am. I'm alone. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm dealing with and I'm not all. I'm dealing with whatever this is very early on when uh, this, you know, when COVID was still a big, big fear among people and it still kind of is among people, yeah, but uh, yeah. So then I was, I was almost nonstop every single day watching a lot of movies, logging them, writing reviews. And you, this was, a, this, uh, this, oh yeah, go on. Do then. you remember any of, uh, during that time frame? does anyone or, to stick out where it's like anyone. i really remember that like that was a good one. Oh, you mean in terms of at that uh, time film? frame yeah when that happened like do you remember any do you remember any that you were just like damn that was really good or or oh. the or the reverse like you know was that really bad <laughs> it, oh wait is that oh was it really bad ah jeez you know i mean Around this time, I was definitely delving into a lot of uh, Kurosawa. Okay. And this was when, this was, uh, so yeah, like this is when I discovered movies like uh, Yojimbo, Sanjuro. I had already seen Seven Samurai, but I was delving into a lot more around this time just because, you know, being cooped up in my room, what is one channel in which I can actually delve into films that I have been meaning to see or have never seen before. And that's TCM. So that was basically me, <laughs> me alone in my room with nothing but my laptop and TCM on my TV. So then I just started going in, checking the guide, recording whatever movie that I could and whatever movie could fit the disc space. <laughs> and, and then it just went on from there. I just watched movies and started, started reviewing movies and, in terms of films that I, you know, that I, re that really hit me or that, that I liked, oh God, it's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult just in the sense that I, it was like nonstop one movie every single day. And, oh man, what is one movie that I, I'm going to have, probably I'd have to go back to that, but yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's pretty tough, but yeah, there, there, there were a lot, there were a lot. I, I can't say that I... Oh, yeah, go on. No, you're good. Keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, well, looking back at it now, looking at uh, Kurosawa's uh, filmography, one that I... Um, that really hit me at the time, and I had already seen it. I, I had seen it in college, uh, back when I was in college. And I'm really thankful because this is one of the films that, you know, back in college, I, we, we had a school movie theater, and, you know, being a major in animation, you know, spending so much time in the film building, there were times where uh, me and my friends would, oh, yeah, my friends and I would screen films 
in, when we utilize the movie theater and screen films uh, for ourselves. And one Kurosawa film that I really loved seeing was Redbeard. And it was the final collaboration between uh, Kurosawa and Toshiro Mifune, yeah. who it hit. Yeah, yeah, they were like the biggest, you know, like the most famous. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, duo to it's like you know, collaborate. And, it's like Abbott and Costello. Exactly. Exactly. It's like Scorsese and, and DiCaprio, Scorsese and De Niro back in the day. This is basically what that was for Japanese cinema. And Redbeard was a big a big film that I that I I had the pleasure I had the pleasure of seeing for the first time on the big screen, thanks to that movie theater at my school. And then so I rewatched it uh during the pandemic when I was sick with COVID and I thought to myself, okay, that is a great, great film. And I guess from there, you know, looking at those films, I, it just jump-started. I, I just began exploring more things. I, I wanted to, I wanted to see more Hitchcock, and thankfully there was a Hitchcock marathon going on on TCM. So then I did that, and I watched a, I, I watched a, a crap ton of that. Yeah. Redbeard's on my list. Uh, is it good? Oh, dude, yeah. So that's <laughs> like it. that's pretty it. like close to Yojimbo and Sanjuro, but it he definitely, in a way, he yeah. definitely. Oh, well, when I say close, I mean when like time wise. Then he uh-huh. he had like a kind of a gap. Then he you know came out with with Kurosawa had like Kagamusha and Ran like you know fifteen years after that, which are like in the West. If you don't know Seven Samurai, you probably know Ran or Ron. Um, yeah, that that that's on my list. I haven't seen that one yeah, yet. Yeah, I've seen. That I really want to see that in Kage Musha, and they're like, you know, probably mm-hmm. to- Redbeard's a drama. I think I think it's totally different. It's not a samurai. Red, Red Redbeard. Yeah, yeah, it's a drama. It's a drama with uh, this might not meet, even be a big thing for other people, but it, it is a big thing to me. You know, because back in the day, like like when well, when I was a kid, I was introduced to you know big epics or you know. That that was, I guess, sort of my inception into watching older films that are way, way before my generation, our generation. You know, basically. epics like what, so, like Ben Hur or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me name it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Ben Hur. You have the Ten Commandments by Cecil B. DeMille. Not, not the, not the old black and white 1930s. I believe that that this one's 1956 with Charlton Heston, of am course. I, am I misremembering, and, or did he, did he make both? He made both, yeah. yeah. He made he, he directed both. He decided to remake it, just like how, uh, you know, filmmakers like Leo. There were plenty of them who remade their own films, like like Hitchcock remade The Man Who Knew Too Much. You had Leo McCary who remade Love Affair with yeah. An Affair to Remember, starring Cary Grant. But yeah, you know, like biblical epics such as Ten Commandments, and even one that isn't really. I mean, it, it is kind of popular, but. I don't think it's got it, it, it's received uh, many accolades, but it's the greatest story ever told, which is the life of Christ, and it features a, a very small cameo by John Wayne playing a Roman centurion uh, during the crucifixion. Yeah, I haven't I have uh, not seen that the, one yet. You haven't seen that one? Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't like John Wayne at all. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah, yeah. Like I'd believe that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but. No, I mean, see, like, okay, so what I was saying about these biblical epics, what they what they share in common is the intermission. You have the overture and the intermission. And when you get to new movies nowadays, people don't have the patience 
to, you know, experience that anymore. So, for example, you, you know, like even like Lawrence of Arabia, of Arabia, you had the same thing. You had an overture and, and an intermission. People don't have the have the patience anymore, so they just want to delve right into the movie. However, for me, it's like you know, I, I watch these films on VHS. I watched them on TV back in the day as a kid, and one thing that I wanted to experience myself was how about I want to experience that on, on a big screen in a movie theater. I wanted I want to experience that, and Redbeard was one movie in which I did experience an intermission. So it was like, wow, you know, this is great. And then it takes me back to stories that uh, my mom and dad uh, told me when they used to go to the movie theater as as kids with their with their families. And then an intermission would pop up and then everyone stands up. Everyone's going going for the bathroom break or outside getting more popcorn, getting it's a, ri- it's a, it's a ritual. It's a, it's a ritual. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's like, you know, like everyone's talking about, Oh my God, I can't, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. We got to get back in there soon. And then it, it's like, there's like, there's sort of an experience there. That's just like, you, you're never going to get that anymore. And I, that was something that I wanted to experience myself in a way. When you think about it, it kind of gives you an appreciation, not only for film itself, but just the movie going experience. The, 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 there's something special about that where you're kind of, I mean, of course, like the, this stuff happens when you're when you're viewing any movie. But when it comes to an intermission, or when it comes to an overture, you have the anticipation. You can you can appreciate. You can. It's basically like appreciating the senses. You have that feel of, hey, I mean, like I really love this music, and I really want to know what's going to happen. I, I get it's like I want to get into it, and the anticipation to me is like you're you're getting a high from that. And when it gets to the intermission, you think to yourself, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what's I, I really cannot wait uh, for the next scene. What's going to happen when we return to the adventure? You know, so, you know, that, yeah, that was something that I, I've wanted to experience myself. And I finally did with Redbeard. And, you know, do I want that to return? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do want that to return. That, that's a feeling, isn't it? It's a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just like, I don't think it's going to return, but, but it, it, it is something that I, that I think about from time to time, you know, it, it, it not only makes the movie going experience special, it, it makes the movie itself special as well, because you look at that and you think to yourself about the amount of work that was that was, you know, done to, you know, make something like this happen, make an experience like this happen. What, like, what is the last movie that has conjured that kind of epic feel? You know, I mean, that was the like biblical epics like that, or just epics like Redbeard or Lawrence of Arabia had that feeling. Oh, and when you look one. at, the state, yeah, when you look at the state of films today, they're not really like that. They're mainly just, they're kind of like one and done in a way, even sequels. What do you call that? Content? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're just content. You know, everyone's just consuming whatever, um, whatever's popular nowadays. Yeah, I see mean, that was all, yeah, it's yeah. how that's how it's always been to a degree. But at the same time, there, yeah. was, there was some merit at least. But now it's just whatever we can put up on the streaming site. You know, it's not it's not exactly. it's not cinematic anymore. It's not cinematic, and that's another that's another thing is because a lot of content or you know movies or shows have become they've just become way too accessible. You know, you can view them 
I mean, okay, you know, it might be generic, but it's the truth. You know, you you, you don't just view them on t- on uh, you know in the movie theater anymore. You you view them on your phone or your laptop, your iPad or your TV screen at home, and the experience in terms of like people made an effort to go to the movies back in the day. You know, it was, it was like, like a real big event. It was it was an event. That was a hey, you want to go on a date. No, we don't. We don't go to dinner. We don't go to a fancy dinner. We're going to the. We're going to the freaking movies. Like that was yeah. a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was it, it. Was special back then. I mean, I still think that they're special now. But you, but the experience. Not not only the experience, but I think movies themselves, in terms of quality, in terms of experience, have uh, gone down the drain. Oh, and course. that is because that that is because of, um, con you know, them just basically being relegated to content, like it's simply content. Trying to, trying to make the money. I mean, they've all they've always tried to make the money, but I just think yeah. it's it's gone to an extreme. And what can we what can we get on streaming the fastest? And so yeah, are, are you trying to say this podcast is trying to find like you know good movies for a cinematic experience or something? <laughs> I think so. I think that's definitely a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, re- re- revisiting and kind of looking back at movies that you once saw before, and you might you might not even have thought about seeing them again, but you revisit them, and hopefully you gain more of a like a reinvigoration, an appreciation. Yeah, I mean, so like basically, you know, going like looking at Disney movies nowadays. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it can be generic to say, but they don't really seem to be made by an individual, you know, artistic vision. They're made by a committee because you have like all these ideas just kind of gr- being grabbed and being spewed out into the ether. And when you take that and you look back at, say, old Disney movies, like, for example, I know you can, Ben, you can relate to this. I mean, growing up, I mean, we had we had like the classic disney um like like look at the mid to late 90s for example you look at the era of ron clements and john musker who did films like aladdin the little mermaid hercules and you know and of course you also have stuff like pocahontas from mike gabriel and uh, eric goldberg and you know there there was something in that there was something that was uh substantial within those films and it seemed like there was like a there was a wonder there was a, there was a care there was a there was like a sense of well not not a sense but there was an essence of uh, gravitas in that and I don't know where that is anymore. Well, yeah, it, there's it plenty. Be, of, there, there's plenty oh. of theories on that, but yeah, I know there's plenty of theories. So on let's that. just say <laughs> let's just say that's yeah, that's where we're at, right? That is where, and we're, we're at, trying yeah. to. Through what you know, you and I talking, and then anybody else maybe we have on on the show at some point. Through talking about it, maybe we'll discover something that's an alternative, right? Right. So, like, yeah, in that vein, shifting gears, like, what you know, we're, we, you and I are basically the same age. We're like what two months apart? About a month so, apart or so. Yeah. So, like, in yeah, the nineties, as a as a kid in the nineties, like. What, um, like, what were your go tos? What were what what were those VHS tapes that you put in the player every single weekend, and you almost wore them out? Like you you almost just 
destroyed him. Oh, oh, geez. Good Lord, man. I, I had, I have all three uh, Back to the Future films, and I didn't just wear out the the uh, the, the covers on them. I, I did wear out the cassette tapes. <laughs> I played uh, those; those were on repeat for me uh, as a kid growing up. And uh, that I had, I of course, like you know, name name the Disney movies. Uh, you know, I I wore out The Lion King. I wore out. Uh, I think I had Hercules as a kid too. I think I had the little mermaid as a kid as well. Um, but good Lord, the, 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 there were a ton of VHS tapes Mulan. that I wore on that. I, Mulan, I think was part of it too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there, there's plenty <laughs> of them, but like, like all the, even, them. even the classics from like the sixties and seventies, you know, Aristocats and uh, there's yeah. just Fantasia. There was stuff that was good. You know, you just like, there, there, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do you, I don't even know. Do you have siblings? I'm an only child, but you know, man, I grew up. That's with my why you're so. I, that's why you're so special. <laughs> that's why I'm so special, man. Well, yeah, I had, exactly. <laughs> I, had, I had three brothers, and and, uh, can, yeah. and can you imagine on movie night? You know, which was not every night, but it was a lot. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to four four little kids trying to agree on what to watch? Oh yeah. But somehow, I mean, even. Somehow we did yeah, it. Somehow we did it. Now you did it. <laughs> I mean, even as an only child, e- each time you watch a movie, then it just creates memories. So, you know, it, it, and uh, and yeah, the VHS tape kind of had it easy. I, I chose what I wanted to watch since I was an only child. But when it came to hanging out with the, with the cousins who were relatively around my age too, you know, it was all it was also a a bit of an issue where we would like choose like, hey, I want to watch that, I want to watch that, but you know, but you know, still like watching whatever film it was, it still created memories. You ended up liking it, or you know, you ended up you know, and that, that that's also kind of kind of a special thing. You associate memories of childhood with the film that you watch, so. You know, stemming off from like Disney, you know, and and well, one more thing, you know, when it comes to movies like that, you don't, you love them as a kid, you can rewatch them as a kid, but you, it seems like there's a bigger appreciation that comes into full view once you get older and you realize, you know what, that was, that stuff was substantially better than what we have now. And, um, you know, also, and don't, when it comes to say memories with, from, that you had when when you were a kid, and then you can associate that with with film. Uh, for example, something like Toy Story. I I specifically remember being sick as a kid and uh, and st- and staying home, and I had the Buzz Lightyear toy with me, and my and and my dad like sitting down with me, and I've got a pillow and a blanket. I'm I'm sick as a kid watching Toy Story. And, you know, it's like a, it creates memories that you just can't really not that you don't not that you want to get rid of them. You never want to get rid of them. But, you know, they st- they stick with you. And it's a it's a it's a it, you know, it's kind of an ebullient thing to just remember that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. right there. That's oh. kind of like a just like a core memory that you have and you take those with uh-huh. you. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like the beginning of the that's the beginning of the. uh the journey in, in cinema and you kind of just build from yeah. there. Right. Right. Well, and, you know, you're uh, saying toy story and stuff. Yeah. I definitely did not have, I, I, I watched plenty yeah. of, plenty of Disney, but I was, I, 
Apparently, uh, I, apparently, I was uh, allowed to watch a lot of uh, stuff I shouldn't have <laughs> at that age. I mean, um, I I was watching stuff that I probably shouldn't have been watching at you know five ten. Oh, years, like what? Five ten years old. Like what? Uh, so a good story would be like one of my favorite movies, not the best movie of all time, but one of my favorites regardless would be Gladiator. And I just visual, I just remember watching that, you know, it came out in 2000. Dad had it on in the living room. Probably was a VHS tape. And maybe it was probably VHS. I don't think it was DVD, but you know, 2000, mid 2000s, early 2001. And I'm seven or eight years old. And I'm, you know, from the living room, I could see the TV if I was on the stairs leading up to the upstairs. So I would yeah. sit on the stairs. You'd think I and then you'd sneak. I would be sneaking <laughs> the movie. Like I just, I vaguely like it's oh my, like, oh my gosh, Viv, not vaguely, vividly remember watching Gladi- Gladiator. I mean, I did that for a lot of films. I mean, probably oh, films. Dude, I'm, I'm not watched- even. I'm not even going to mention some of the ones that I know that I witnessed. What if I want to know what they are? Well, <laughs> I remember this is. I've never seen it since, so I don't count it as a watch. But I vividly okay. remember I vividly remember watching at some point sneaking probably ten to fifteen minutes of Monster Ball. Don't ask me why I was watching Monster Ooh. Ball. Yeah. Dege- degenerate <laughs> well, movie. Yeah. Well, and my, I'm pretty I, sure I remember my dad watching that and he was like, Yeah, that movie freaking sucked. Billy Bob Thornton sucks. I don't remember any of the details. So okay. thank <laughs> thankfully I, I've I've read the synopsis since then. Um, ah okay okay but I'll, i yeah. mean I, I, there's i have a list of movies here pre- prepared there's just so many i mean i could list a, a ton of i mean my my dad is a big john wayne fan and western fan in general that just that just that guy and that jumps out of it all that got those seeds got planted early in me so that explains a lot um but yeah, that uh, Captain Horatio Hornblower, which is a Gregory Peck film. Anything naval. My dad was in the Navy, so I like that kind of stuff. Uh, 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 yes. Well, I mean, I got so uh, you, you would say that your dad did influence your your taste in film. Uh, a thousand percent, and a thousand not, percent. Yeah, okay. not just because of him. That's like nine mm-hmm. out of ten of it. But another, the mm-hmm. other tenth. Is we did mm-hmm. not have cable TV growing up, so we literally because we had a long driveway. So like at the time, mm-hmm. I guess you know in the eighties when he built the house, he's like, I don't need cable, like whatever. Little did he know that he he screwed over my entire child entire childhood. But no, it was fine. Uh, he he bought. Um, I mean, we had a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred, whatever VHSs. I, I don't know how much money he spent on them. Uh, DVDs uh-huh. growing up. I mean, we have a whole two or three book bookshelves full of just DVDs. I mean, we, we we got our fill, and we got them we got them however we could. And if it wasn't through that, it was definitely through um, Blockbuster. So oh, blah, blah, back in the day, Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I my mean, dad would go to Blockbuster too, and try to nab me a few movies as well yeah and and just some just just some like purely just i'm just gonna honorable mention them like you know mm-hmm. Waterworld, and i'm not sure if you're familiar with 
this, but oh, know. I love Waterworld. Yeah, Waterworld. <laughs> I got the Arrow Blu-ray of right. that too. So that's I'm you're really odd. Oh, and I, I still haven't, I still it. haven't watched it. But um, ah, oh, damn, I need, to, I, I need to rewatch that film. My my dad loved Waterworld too. Yeah, was well, so I think our dads that. would like each other. I think so. My, my, my dad was, well, yeah, I know. Well, you, you, your dad was in the Navy. My dad was a merchant Marine back in the wow. day. So he sailed around the world same, a lot. Same, and diff- he, same difference. Same, same difference. Yeah. But, but I mean, from what, oh yeah, go on. No, yeah, you're good. Keep going. Yeah. Like from, from, from what it sounds like, I think like, your dad is more so into to the uh, realistic sort of, uh, you know, not necessarily biopic, but films that, tell us like a real story a story that was based on a true event right yeah to a degree i mean he's he's just my dad is not to toot my own horn because just because he's my dad doesn't mean it it got put in my brain but the dude's got he's got four university degrees so smart dude oh boy so big big thinker (laughs) low tolerance for like well Low tolerance for made up stuff, and unless it's like you know, he'll he'll bend yeah, he'll bend he'll bend his rules when he has to, you know, like oh, I really yeah, yeah, I yeah. really like this one actor, so like this film's not real, like uh, it doesn't matter. It's it's it's, that, it's that, John exactly Wayne. The, exactly, whatever. That, that's my dad too. <laughs> my, my, that, that's exactly my dad too. My dad is into yeah. He has a low tolerance for you know superhero movies or uh you know horror movies zombies or for instance you know my my, my dad's like i mean my dad's taste in the film also influenced me but i also have my own tastes in you know the whimsical or, or the fantastical stuff but my dad lo- loves films like you know any name a war movie and he's probably gonna like it. yeah i mean uh, anything i mean yeah Gettysburg. It's, it's a dad movie. Yeah. Yeah, Gettys. Oh, Gettysburg. I love Kelly's Gettysburg. Heroes. Yeah. One of the best ones of yeah. all time. Mm. <laughs> love that. My my yeah, my dad loves any war movie. You, you just name it and you know, the, he, the he's pa- there for the it. The Patriot. The Patriot was uh, yeah, my, my I I think my I got my dad into The Patriot myself cuz I like that movie myself. I mean, and, definitely my, like almost a fake history but not at the same time there's almost enough, a fake there, there was enough real stuff but at the same time but yeah right right but you know my, my dad was into stuff like that uh, saving private ryan of course the total dad movie yeah um and uh in you know in anything with clint eastwood anything he he liked stuff about the mafia so he he loves the, the godfather is part one and two anything that that, that 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 talks about a true event or like stuff that is based on something that happened in real life. So anything from World War II, anything from like dealings with the mafia, anything about drug cartels. So you take into like newer movies like Sicario or stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But That's that was one. you know that, that yeah that, that 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 was his thing. He he wanted something that was real. He he didn't like stuff that i that i liked when i was a kid but he at, didn't like uh, at the same time what, what? you say that about your dad but my dad is like yeah. a damn sucker for anything science fiction or fantasy i mean obviously uh bor- yeah <laughs> bor- born in the 50s he's gonna be reading lord of the rings john carter from mars all that kind of stuff oh like, okay okay so yeah the, the, there's more there's more nuance there my, oh yeah i mean probably, yeah my dad low tolerance not, for anything yeah knew that is fantastical but anything that was like old 40s 50s 60s 70s uh-huh. he'll yeah you know probably more or less either have read it and hated it or read it and liked it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that, that, isn't that, that, that is interesting because, you know, like, it's like, okay, both our dads influenced our taste in, in film. But, you know, when I look at this, my dad had low tolerance for, for stuff like that. But when I look at my VHS tapes and what I was into uh, growing up, I, I'm like, okay, I, I don't even remember how I was introduced to this, except that I had it on VHS. So why did my dad buy this for me on VHS? Like, I don't like, know. I don't know. You must learn this and love it. <laughs> may, may, maybe, yeah. Because see, like, I don't, I don't understand. How did I first encounter Back to the Future? I just remember having it on VHS and loving the, uh, loving the hell out of it, and having it on repeat so many times in my apartment when I was maybe like three or four years old with my parents. And uh, how did I? How, why do I have all these VHS takes of Batman, Batman Forever, uh, you know, the Tim Burton Batmans, and then you get to the Joel Schumacher Batmans? How did I get into that? Was it just because he saw me watching it on TV and not, you know, the not turning my eyes away? Or was it, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I can't, I can't pinpoint a specific time or a specific day in which I, you know, I, I got into this stuff. It just, you know, it just became a part of me and it still is a part of me. I'm, I'm the same. Like, way, I'm not going to, I'm not, yeah, like, I'm not going to say no to it. I just don't get it. And also, a big thing, too, is, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm like, look, as you know, I'm a huge on Jackie Chan. I'm a huge Jackie Chan oh. fan. I, I can't remember exactly the very, <laughs> <laughs> I am too. So, yeah, yeah, I'm guilty, guilty <laughs> yes, as charged are, as well, you, man. You, you are too, but I mean, like, you might remember specifically the first time that you got into Jackie's movies. Me, it was yeah. like since I was a kid, but I just can't pinpoint exactly the the exact. You know, I just can't. I can't point to the exact time that I, I that I got into it. But isn't it, it funny? Isn't it funny where, how that works, though? Yeah, like it, you it, were subjected it, to so much of it. You're like, I don't remember because I just you just watched everything. Yeah, at this point, it feels like it's just kind of a part of your DNA. You were just attracted to it right right off the bat, and you can't exactly remember the time or the day or the year in which you got into it. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, I guess that was just the thing when, um, I mean, I might have told you this story before or someone else, but you know, I, I th there was a time where I I do specifically remember when I think I was I was still a kid, of course, and I was falling asleep, and then. I, I look at the TV screen and my dad's playing the TV quietly. And this was during the time of, you know, the antennas and the analog and like, Oh God, you know, it's like no flat screen TVs at the time. And you're making me feel old, isn't it? Uh, I, <laughs> Hey man, I was right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just, uh, I, I just remember him playing the TV late at night and I wake up for a bit and it's you know, the TV's muted because you know he, he doesn't want me to wake up, but I did wake up and I see Jackie, I see Jackie Chan driving a, a driving a car, and he's got his, uh, he, he's got a buddy next to him, and he's on he, he's on the radio trying to call in reinforcements, and Jackie puts a a police light on his dashboard, and I think you know what that movie is. That was one of Jackie's movies that he just did not like at all and wanted to redo the entire thing via the Hong Kong side, not the American side. It was, it was one of his first American films in which they were trying right. to get him it's, out there into the American market. So what? I'm going to guess it's Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, no, 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 no. Or I is it Rush Rumble Hour? Not, not Rush Hour. This was The Protector. 
Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. <laughs> they they yeah, tried to – hey, man, I, you can't fault yeah. me. They've tried to get him in Hollywood in the 80s and 90s like five times. Like, Yeah, they they, they tried. They, they, they tried, and this was probably one of their failures because they were really trying to make him – they were trying to make him the tough guy. So then I, I had rewatched that movie in back in 2019 after a long, long time. Uh, but you know, you see Jackie, and he he's trying to play a tough guy. He that's, he's cursing. That's he, well he for, for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> for for the listeners, that's the one with Danny yeah. Aiello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one with Danny yeah. Aiello. And Jackie talked a bit about this movie in his book and the problems that he had with it. But but it, it's all it's such an interesting story because you know you you look at the dichotomy of Jackie then and Jackie now, and even Jackie in the seventies uh, when he finally got freedom. But but he. Yeah, he, he you see him in that movie and he's cursing, he's trying to play it straight. He's not he, he's not the jokester that everyone that everyone loves. He, he they're trying to make him like Clint Eastwood and it just does not work. No, and, that's not playing to his strong suits. It's not and it's kind of embarrassing, but it's also kind of funny because just hearing Jackie curse and call someone a son of a bitch, it's like I can't take it seriously. So, it was in it was in so, English. It was in English, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, yeah, and and if I think Jackie was successful in trying to redo part of some of that stuff uh, for the Hong Kong release, so it's it's really interesting to see. Like he he fights with this one this one guy who is a real martial artist in, in yeah he, he's a he's a real martial artist in real life, and uh, you look at the American version, and when he's fighting him, it's all it's it's so it's so tough, it's gritty, it like. You know, it's it doesn't really have the, you know, like the ballet sort of kind of flexible movements that Jackie's known for. And uh, when you look at the Hong Kong version, you see how dynamic he edited the the fight and how what he added. It, it, it's 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 so interesting. It's just really really interesting. But yeah, like going back to it, that was probably maybe my first encounter of seeing Jackie on screen. That was is when the, I woke that up. Is like one of, that's like one of the worst encounters because you're probably like maybe might this? be one of the worst encounters. Maybe, but who like, is I this? And why does it suck? <laughs> yeah, exactly, but it, but I didn't even know who he was at the time. Like it was just that one that one clip of Jackie putting the uh, police light on his dashboard. And then I just fell back to sleep. I didn't rediscover the, the protector until like years later when I was a big Jackie, uh, you know, kind of sore in a way as a kid where I, I did see, yeah, I, I did see all that stuff. I, I saw, I mean, as a kid, of course, like I, I saw rush hour was definitely a big part of it. You know, and you can't, you can't avoid that. You just cannot avoid that. You know, um, growing up around that time yeah i mean i had those i'm yeah. the same way man i mean jackie yeah. i mean we're going to talk about jackie and specific you know specifically rush hour before i you know you know my history uh with jackie like it's you know last 10 years but okay. rush, yeah. rush hour is one of those movies that was like when you're a kid you know 10 15 between 10 and 15 like you saw rush uh-huh. hour on cable like Every other, you know, month it was on. Oh, every every other month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never every watched the full thing. I never watched the full thing like ever until really I was like twenty. Yeah, the full thing. Really? I, I probably caught oh. bits and pieces of it on cable like thirty times. Dude, dude. <laughs> so wait, you never saw? Um, excuse me. You never saw Rush Hour in? Oh, not Rush Hour. Rush Hour Two in theaters. I never saw. I have never seen a, I've, I've never seen a Jackie movie in theaters, unfortunately. Oh, damn. Well, we got a oh, jeez. 
Jacket needs that, to like I mean, turn I'm, it up. Yeah, I know. Or, right? or, or, if, like, or you know, or yeah. one of these theaters got to play a classic. And if they play Police Story that, in theaters, I'm I'll be there for I'll be first ticket. I'll I'll buy the first damn dude, ticket, man. That, that's exactly what I was going to say because I think before uh, Criterion released, uh, restored and released uh, the first two Police Stories, a buddy of mine was able to go to a screening somewhere in L.A. Where they did they did screen Police Story 1985 in theaters, and he just enjoyed like he just enjoyed himself watching that film in theaters, and that that's an experience that I would love to gain because for me, you know, my first experience uh, seeing Jackie in theaters was Shanghai Noon, which I think in terms of the American uh, releases that he's done for Hollywood, like of like the five times they've tried to break him into Hollywood. That might be one of his underrated ones. I, it's not a bad one. Like, uh, it's not a bad one. No. Uh, my opinion, my opinion's probably harsher than yours. But anything after '95 yeah. is is a is a toss up. Like, like, I guess, yeah. I basically, mean, they they tried so long to get him into Hollywood, and just Hollywood, for whatever reason, Hollywood was like, "We'll take John Woo," but you know, f Jackie Chan. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, yeah. Jackie Chan's action, his directing is, you know, you know, you know the whole history, but. For the listener, yeah, for yeah, the listeners, yeah. Samo Hung and you know the directing, the directing that Jackie had, like with him himself and Samo, they should uh-huh. have they, they should are, they should have broke through a lot earlier. But for whatever reason, I agree know, with you. Yeah, Kung Fu at that point was not you. was not a hot topic in Hollywood. That and also, I think in terms of directing style and narrative choices and narrative structure that they employ, you know, I guess it just doesn't fit the. The, the Hollywood, you know, well, structure. He, well, let's course. let's be honest. Like that, that, let's that be honest, big, Kevin. Kevin. Let's be honest. What? Like he's not a white yeah. guy. He's not a white guy. <laughs> that, that like, honestly, in the nineties, if if you weren't black or white, you're you're yeah. you you weren't gonna break it into the in the Hollywood. Like they had their typecast uh, at that point. They had Stallone and they had Arnold and they had they had, uh, Stallone, they, they had Bruce Willis. They had oh, yeah, they had Arnold. They yeah. had. Wesley Snipes, yeah, yeah they, they, those were the, the those were the big draws, and then Jackie wasn't really that macho kind of guy. Well, you know, yeah. that was what people went to the well, went went to the movies for. But you know, he did have a good. Uh, he still did have a good market. I mean, here, hang on, looking at it now. So, I mean, you said uh, post nineteen ninety five, Jackie. It's a it's a toss. It's, like, a, it's, it's a toss. It's a toss. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, you look at you look at '95 and Rumble in the Bronx was a big, also a big part of my childhood, and also I think I can add that to movies that I probably should not have been watching as a kid. So, in a way, I mean, they, they, they cursed in that film too, and there was a time when first grade where I got in trouble for cursing. I'm like, oh, so like, oh, I was just I copying Jackie, movie. my idol. Like. <laughs> Well, not Jackie, but I mean, there was a certain character who said, "I'm gonna, you know, uh, I won't say it here, but unless unless we can, but you can say whatever um, you want." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there is a character that, that said, "I'm gonna blow your fucking head off," and I, I think I, I think I said something of that caliber, but not, you know, not harshly. First but I, grade, I didn't know what wow. that meant. I didn't know what that meant. I just didn't know what that meant. You were just copying your hero, out. man, or not your hero? I was just copying. I was just copying a movie that my hero was in, <laughs> so it was it was kind of funny. But but yeah, I yeah I was gangster at six years old, man. No, but I mean, <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, at post ninety five, Jackie was was kind of a toss up. Uh, Rush Hour was big, but the thing is, I mean, you know, you well, 
I mean, I, I can still name some pretty good films from, from like post 95 Jackie. I mean, of course, when you look back at uh, syndication, like so, for example, Rush Hour was always syndicated like, nearly every other week or every other day on TV. I mean, you even had stuff like 96's uh, uh, First Strike, Police Story, uh, aka Police Story 4. That was a big thing. Yeah, that was also a big part of uh, childhood growing up, and yeah, not not the greatest I think that's movie. That's getting released on Blu-ray soon on uh, not eighty-eight films, or I think so. Oh, it, it is it really? Oh. It might be. Oh. Spend more money. Damn it! <laughs> right, I'm looking, I'm looking that up right now. I'm looking that yeah. up right now. Really? I it's going to be. I think so. Films. I think so. I know Dragons Forever is going to be on 88 Films, and I'm saving that one for my birthday. That's going to be a cop for my birthday. They're releasing. Um, they're releasing a Jack. I think they're releasing a Jackie film, and they might be releasing a, a Michelle Yeoh film too. In the, really in December, yeah. In December, what what Michelle Yeoh film? Curious. Magnificent Warriors, maybe. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen that. Which I just, I just, I just watched Yes, Madam, like the other day, and like. Not oh, a yeah. not a stone cold classic, but still a very solid. I mean, you, you know how I am with Hong Kong films. Anything Hong Kong action, yeah. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I'll. I'll I mean, there are still plenty of Hong Kong films uh, that I have not seen yet, but I will not say no to them. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'll look for that later because I, I think I'm not. I'm oh, not putting it in the Google. Oh, you'll, right, but you'll be looking for it, and you'll be spending your money. I definitely will. I will be spending my money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it sucks because you know, as a kid, I ate up anything Jackie, anything that Jackie was in, even if the movie sucked. I still loved the film. I mean, I would, I, I would, you know, I, I would have it on repeat. Like for example, what? No, he, he, I, just because Jackie had that that aura around he him, had no that, matter what, yeah. no matter what. He had that charisma. He he had that charisma. So you know, looking like like going through like the journey in, in, of my childhood. Yeah, like Rush Hour was always syndicated, and eventually got that on on VHS. And then thankfully, I saw that with my family and my cousin, who was annoying, really annoying me during the screening of Rush Hour too. Because before then, you know, like my uncle had introduced me to Bruce Lee, and oh, that, that, we can say that story for another time. But you know, <laughs> when I was walking, when I was watching Bruce Lee, like my my like I, my cousin would be imitating the. Like I'm like uh, yeah making okay, all the noises right. the nunchuck the yeah, nunchucks and yeah 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 so like the 2002 rolls in and then I'm still eight years old I mean I'm not nine yet but my cousin it was three years younger than me so eight he was around five years old and the, I, I still enjoyed myself watching Rush Hour two with my family and my you know my mom and dad my aunt and uncle and then my five year old cousin. And I'm watching. I'm watching the massage parlor fight scene that's just blowing my mind right in front of me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm watching this right now. And then my cousin's on my right, just mimicking Bruce Lee. And then I keep, I keep looking at him. I'm like, this is not Bruce Lee. Dude. I'm like, I'm just getting pissed off. I'm like, dude, you need to stop. Well, I'm, I didn't say dude. I didn't know how to say dude yet at the time. But I mean, geez. So I mean, it's created some memories and. Um, and also just, you know, like watching Jackie movies that were syndicated on TV was just a, a, a great time. But I think so. I think really I started with like the the 80s Jackie in a way like so. But the crappy 80s Jackie was the protector. And then and then you move into like into the 90s where you see Rumble in the Bronx and Rush Hour. Like those were probably my first uh, Jackie's. 
And then I sort of went backwards. And it wasn't it, it wasn't until like say for example, uh, Jackie Chan Adventures became you know famous on is Kids that, WB that, back that, in the day. Oh, dude, I used to watch. That's the cartoon, right? That's the that's the cartoon. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I watched it with all the med- memories. The medallion, not well. The medallion is the movie, but he had like yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I remember the whole thing with the jade. There's a bunch of Chinese folklore in it, and it was you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they always threw back to Jackie's films, uh, his filmography, and it was always a cool thing. And as a kid, seeing it all and seeing the references on TV when I was maybe around 10 and 12 years old, it was always great. And um, But yeah, like around that time when Jackie Chan Adventures was uh, being shown on Kids WB, I had, I, had, uh, I had these Jackie action figures that I had been dying to get as a kid. And there was one time where I got my first one uh, from Toys R Us. And I think it was a gift. I think it might have been my birthday at the time. And when I got it, uh, I went home after, like, you know, having a family party. And I look, uh, I turn on the TV and then I check the guide. And I'm, I'm, I'm like maybe, what, nine, ten? I don't, I forgot, but around there. And I go to the USA Network and they're showing... I saw like in the next hour, police story was going to be shown and then police story too. And, and but the thing is like, you know, it, it, it didn't take a while until I realized these are actually the shitty versions of those movies. Why? Because first of all, they're the edited versions and they're, they're, they're the English dubbed versions. So it's got the different intro. It's got the different end. It's like, I'm like, I, I don't care, but I'm going to watch it. And then I just, I ate it all up. I ate it all up. That was probably, that was probably my first time watching uh, police story and police story two as a kid nine ten years old and i didn't revisit those until much much later what a and what a what a what, what a age what an age to watch those yeah i know right <laughs> i should i probably shouldn't have been watching those but I, I i i loved it i i i ate it all up as a kid i absorbed all that energy and then i just kind of took it into my life and then and then, uh, so yeah, like I, I sort of went backwards in in, in the Jackie uh, journey, so like nineties, eighties, and then and then all the way back to like the mid eighties with the Police Story movies. That's the best and way then, to go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's the best way to go. But then, and then all of a sudden, uh, somewhere down the line, not not too long after that, I was on a, uh, I was going to visit my grandma in in the Philippines for the very first time. And my uncle there knew that I was obsessed with Jackie Chan. So then what he did before I arrived with my family was he rented a bunch of VHS tapes. And they were all 1970s era Jackie. So see, I'm going backwards. Like when I arrived there, I had a whole slew of 1970s Jackie to uh, consume. So I, I was watching uh, I was watching Drunken Master. I was watching... Uh, <laughs> I was watching uh, Snake and, Snake Crane, Arts of Shaolin or something, and then Snake and the Eagle's Shadow. It was just a whirlwind of stuff. And then, of course, he included his own pirated DVDs of Rumble in the Bronx, which I already own on VHS, but I watched it over and over again still. And then, um, good Lord. Uh, yeah, th- there, were, there were a lot of... Th- there were just so, so much, but I was going backwards and I was seeing the evolution of uh of jackie's style and then it only became uh stronger as time went on that i i began exploring more uh more jackie and 
I don't know. I, I can go on and on with that. Like there, there are plenty of stories that I can tell in which like I, I saw this movie and like I, I saw that and I couldn't believe I saw a young Jackie at the time. And then, yeah, like, it, like that was a big part of, um, that was definitely a big part of childhood. Yeah. Like definitely a huge, huge part of childhood. That's a good part. And yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then I, yeah, like that. So really in a way, Jackie isn't really, left my my life or really my my interests in film but he was definitely a big part of, of my love of movies and uh you know like he like yeah he was definitely someone that i looked up to and yeah i'll never forget that like i'll really would never forget that yeah but yeah, yeah i mean i i had a similar journey but i was much older when i started uh-huh. doing that but um uh-huh. to switch gears um, like growing up, plenty of stuff growing up, but one of the formative things, one of the things I remember to this day was going to the theater. I, I, I think you're a fan as well, but going to the theater, oh, going to the theater, it's 2001, it's December. What I forget, I forget the date, you know, whatever. I, I could look it up. It was, it was opening weekend. It was either the Friday or Saturday. It might have been the might have been the Saturday, and we went. My dad took me and a a guy that I carpooled with to school um, <laughs> to watch the, the the first Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, uh, and can you yeah. can, can you imagine watching that at eight years old and being like, I mean, I've seen so many oh, movies dude. before that, and it's like this. I don't even know what I just watched. It was. I mean, I, I just remember you're blown away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that just uh, that I away. think that <laughs> I think that point that that movie like changed my life when it comes to movies. Like I I wanted to get for sure. I wanted to reach that pinnacle again, and that's why I kept just mm-hmm. kept watching everything. And I mean, we can go through we could go through everything I've watched, but you know, at that age, yeah. I was a little too young to be watching what I was watching. I mean. Well, I, hey, at I that, at that age, I was already watching, you know, Predator. Like, a ten, yeah. an eight-year-old shouldn't be watching that, but you know, it what it is hey. what it is. But th- that I you saw know. Commando as a kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Arnold, 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 yeah, yeah that True Lies, that. True Lies, True Arnold, Lies. Oh yeah. God, Lord. Yeah, I yeah. love that one. Yeah, that was Terminator. Amazing. You name it. Yep. Um, I mean, Terminator Two was a big thing. Yeah, I should not have been watching that. Yeah. But hey, you know. <laughs> and then. As a as a kid, you know, like like I said, my dad was really into the fantasy stuff. So we were watching Legend. I mean, Willow. Um, I mean, oh, I have not seen those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Legends early Tom Cruise and and it's really Scott. So it's 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 I, di- uh, it's different. Uh, but it's, yeah, it was yeah. it's great. I got the I got the Arrow Blu Ray of that too. <laughs> Oh jeez, man! Um, <laughs> yeah, I I know of that film. I remember seeing a clip of it, but like I'm I remember seeing a clip of that in college, and yeah. my roommate and I are going, "Wait a minute, that's Tom Cruise! What the hell is he doing?" Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, yeah. But besides that, and like Disney, I mean, obviously, my dad had the the Western influence on me, but also just yeah. any, any any oldies. I mean. A big one, I remember I have it on VHS. Actually, it's in the room with me uh, over on the uh-huh. shelf is Ivanhoe. I mean, anything. Ivanhoe. Yeah. So that's a yeah. uh, that's a 50s movie with Robert Taylor. It's like a, a medieval knights movie. And uh, 
I remember watching that on. I I, I just I didn't destroy the VHS because it still works, but that oh, was, that was God. a big one. I mean, outlaw <laughs> Josie, outlaw Josie Wales, any, anything Clint Eastwood, uh, yeah. it was in the house for sure. Uh yeah, there we but, go. But uh, yeah. I, I think I, get a lot of what. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, uh, I plan to, because I, I, I plan on getting a, a lot of Clint Eastwood, or owning a lot of Clint Eastwood movies, yeah, even I mean, if they're bad, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even his, even, if some are e- bad, even his bad movies are, like, watchable. They're they're good. Yeah, they're I mean, still they're not good. They're not yeah, good, no, but they're, like, I, I watch them. <laughs> they're Clint. But I just remember, yeah. so, like, besides, like, some of the, the big John Wayne movies, you know the uh-huh. the typical ones, you know the Searchers and Rio oh, Bravo yeah, stuff like that. I mean, the one yeah. big one that was like, my dad would say, "Hey, you want to watch John Wayne?" It would be like, "We're watching the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance," and I, I watched that movie oh, so much. John Ford, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, that's on my list. I definitely. Oh I my can't gosh, wait to we, see we should review yeah, that. We should, we should review that. I mean, that that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Astounding. Uh, I mean great but as a kid, as a kid it's like yeah. that's like the western mythos like you're like these guys are larger than life and uh yeah epic <laughs> if it wasn't john wayne we're we were watching something you know bruce willis you know die hard unbreakable we were watching oh, russell crowe i mean my, my dad yeah. for whatever reason loved him so we're watching la confidential <laughs> master and commander gladiator obviously uh-huh. as i already brought up and uh yeah, a beautiful mind. I mean, Cinderella man, no, no. And, and all that stuff. I mean, I just Cinderella basically man, my I dad have. was like, "You're gonna watch anything with a macho guy who like he's just <laughs> a leading. He's a, he was a leading man. I mean, whatever we watched, yeah. there was always like that guy. And obviously, yeah. westerns are yeah. a big a big part of my repertoire. I, um, I've uh, watched a lot of those, but since then, I've I've, I've branched out. I've you know, when I was in my uh-huh. early twenties in college, I got into the, I got into the Jackie <laughs> Jackie phase like we had already touched on. But all, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah all, that's, when, that's when he got into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also just, I mean, anything martial arts would watch anything western any anything you know a big a big part of my life. I mean, it's unfortunate to say, but when my parents got divorced, my parents got divorced. My mom moved away, you know, not that far, but 10 miles away. And we moved into a town that had a, uh, a, a public library, like literally right down on the same street my mom lived on. There was a public really? library. So I would be there oh. every day after, after high school, you know, freshman, sophomore in high school. And I'd be renting movies out the wazoo. <laughs> and, you know, that's where I remember... I remember from that, I watched, you know, movies like, you know, since we brought up Kurosawa, Seven Samurai. I watched it because of the public library. Seven Samurai. Yojimbo. Oh, you. Stuff like that. It was like, I'm a 16 year old. How many 16 year olds in America can say, yeah, I'm I'm getting into these movies that I just randomly found at the, at the, uh, the library. I mean. Not many kids. Not, not many kids watch those movies. I mean, at that age. No, no. I mean, dude, another yeah, way ahead of me on that regard. Oh yeah, I mean that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was running out like, high school. You were watching Seven Samurai and Yojimbo and Sanjuro and and those and those kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah that's like, yeah. Wow. That, and then right. then you can then you can flip it over. And I was watching. 
I was catching up. I was watching, you know, the princess bride. Uh, my brother, hey, the princess my brothers, amazing. my brothers, I'm the oldest. So my brothers were all yeah. into, they were into like the like, kiddie movies, quote unquote, but like the ones uh-huh. that were eighties. So I was watching the Goonies, uh, the karate kid. I mean, I was uh, just, the karate kid was a big part of my childhood too. Yeah. Yeah. I was just hitting, hitting all the high points as a, as a kid and I just couldn't get enough. I mean, uh, I remember a big one and I, I was like, you know, a big part of when you're picking out a movie, like if you're at Blockbuster or, or you know, like the library, like I said, as a kid, when you're, when you're looking at movies, you're like, oh, uh, you read the title from the spine and you pull it out and then you look at the cover and you're like, that's a cool cover. Oh, that's a stinky cover. So like a, a big <laughs> one that was like, wow, that cover really blew me away. I'm running this one out ASAP was like the Warriors. And that's like. I should, Ooh. you know, six, 15, 16 years old, like the Warriors. Is that a big deal? Oh, like, damn. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching that. I mean, oh, uh, damn yeah, it. It, that, that, that's, yeah, that's one movie that I have yet to see myself. Oh, I've been oh, meaning to see that. One. Yeah, it's good. Walter Hill yeah, has the Warriors. Yeah, Walter Hill has some good stuff, but that's one of his best. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, <laughs> again, VHSs, we had them at the house and DVDs, but so VHS is like, when I got to that age, my uh, my dad's like, "Yeah, you can watch whatever you want." So like, I was catching up mm-hmm. on everything. Like, Die Hard. I'm like, "Why haven't I seen this earlier?" I, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And like another one before the Jackie, F- you know, the J- I call it the Jackie Summer. The Jackie I call it the Jackie, Jackie Summer. Summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2014. <laughs> 2014. I watched 2014. probably twenty or twenty or twenty five Jackie movies. Bought them all on Amazon and, and and just was racking them up, but. Uh, a big I gotta one. I ask you how good going. Yeah. Yeah. But a big one that wasn't a Jackie film, but that was Kung Fu that I just somehow got into was Kung Fu, uh-huh. Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, and that just, uh, that's a good one. yeah. It, that blew it, you away. Oh, yeah. As a 16 year old, it's like, I don't even know what I'm watching right now. Like, this is wild. Is, it was great. Yeah. That is like Kung Fu on like adrenaline, adrenaline, and like it's, I see you, you, you discovered that movie before I did. I mean, I knew of it as a kid, like around, around that age too, but I, I, I just, I never, I, I never delved into it until I reached like what, 25, 26. Yeah. I mean, and that yeah, movie like, is, I, I was, I'll watch that. Stephen Chow. Right? Any, yeah. 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 Stephen Chow. Like, yeah. Amazing. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't even want to get into the ways I've, I, I've gotten into Stephen Chow's filmography, but, there was some, oh, some movie like back to the back to school movies. I don't know if you know what those are, but like back to school movies. So like they're these Stephen Chow movies from like the early nineties where like he would go to school uh-huh. back to like a high school, you know, wherever he was somewhere in, in either uh-huh. Hong Kong or China. And, and, uh-huh. uh, and uh, basically he'd be a cop, but he'd be like, I'm going undercover back to high school. It was kind of like to- a, a mini 21 jump street, but with the Stephen Chow humor, it was so much better. Oh, I see. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I, I the first one's really, the first one's really good. Um, oh, but from there, I mean, since, since, since the pandemic happened, I mean, I was, I was into movies and like people would have games with me. As, as like a you know 20 22 year old like i would know the movie i would know who directed it i would know the year 
Oh, I would know yeah. all that stuff. They'd be like, oh, like St. Elmo's fire. And I'll be like, yeah, it's this year, like 1985, whatever, or 19, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, 1984. Whatever, Elmo's. stuff like that. Like Breakfast yeah. Club, uh, Teenage, Mutant Ninja, teen, teen, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like 1990. I'd be like just rattling uh-huh. them off. And so, <laughs> I just had that like thing. But like the thing is, I really didn't. At, at that point in time, like I didn't even scratch the surface. I just, I watched a lot of the common stuff and a lot uh-huh. of like, you know, Disney movies as a kid and just right, anything right, popular. Right. And also all the old stuff my dad would put on. And then that just kind of, that, that kind of spurred into, you know, now when, once the pandemic happened, I was, I was catching up, man. I was like, yes, I've never seen Roman holiday. I want to watch that. Like, yeah, I saw that during the pandemic too. Yeah, yeah. Roman Holiday. And that, I, I mean, that, yeah. again, like one of my favorite rom coms of it might be the best. It might be the one of the best rom coms of all time, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you might be right. Um, you might be but, right. You know, William Wyler directed that, and and that and that uh-huh. that guy directed a lot of different things. And you know, he was in. He went. He, he even went to World War Two, but he directed. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he directed one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's uh, the Big Country. Yeah, the, oh, big, the country. big country. That's, so that's another one. Again, I, Gregory I Peck. He he literally Peck. did Roman Holiday with Gregory Pe- Gregory Peck, and I think after that he was like, "I'm going to do more with you." And uh, <laughs> Peck was like, "Okay," um, like that. Like, and since then I I've gotten into more stuff. My 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 uncles would would influence me too, and be like, "This is a good actor. That's a good actor. Whoever, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. So like another example would be like Charles Bronson. Is that anybody, oh, you know, as a 90s kid, oh, do you think yeah. you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to watch Charles Bronson? Like, no. <laughs> but of course, that was me. So, you know. Uh, I mean, I can kind of relate to that. And like, unfortunately, one, like, I watched, I probably watched one of his best movies ever first, which was Hard Times. Hard Times. Hard Times. Hard times which again, that one, yeah. I, that's Walter Hill again. That's one, that was like one of his first movies. And that is one of his best, in my opinion. But. <clears throat> And from that, like, in that era, around that time, um, probably start of college. Well, before <clears> that, before that, in high school, but in the, more into college, my uh, a lot of my buddies would would be into anime. So I'd, uh, I'd be watching the anime stuff. Get that and, phase. Started. Yeah, I had that phase, man. I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched yeah. a lot of a lot too too many, but that's that 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 basically. That combined with my public library days where I was watching all the Kurosawa stuff and other Japanese mm-hmm. films, I, you know, want like another one. Great. A great one. Tokyo Sonata, which is um, not it's it's made by Kurosawa, but not not Akira. It's directed K- Kiyoshi. Um, it's, Kiyoshi. Yeah. So that's another pretty, pretty famous director. And oh, OK. Like oh damn! That All movie right. I got the Eureka Blu-ray of that. That's a fantastic film. We might need to review that one. But uh, that that spurred into my love of uh, you know that the anime stuff combined with just other Japanese films. I'm like, I need to get into more of these. You know, obviously, right. as a kid, you at some point you watched at least one like 70s or 80s Godzilla film. Um, oh yeah, and my cousin, oh, yeah. my cousin. Is literally he's younger than me, but he literally is a Godzilla buff. Knows everything, has every movie, knows all of it, watched them all. Yeah, so like, I just was, he ex- hate I, new ones. I was exposed. I was exposed to that as a kid, and yeah, you know, like I don't mind that. I don't mind the like the 
the the people talking and like the words don't match up because I was just used to that. Like the dub, the, dub, the dubbing, <laughs> it's like okay, I'll I'll take it. But then once you start getting me either, yeah, yeah, once you start getting into those kind of films and and like oh, they're actually they're speaking in their own language. Like <laughs> you're like oh, this is a whole different world, but. Yeah, the world yeah. the world of the subtitle, but it doesn't it didn't bother me as a, as a as a high schooler, and I'm I've been catching up every ever since, and been getting into the um, the Yakuza films, and just a bit a you know a big actor in that world would be Ken Takakura, and uh, I mean he, some of his films I've watched recently since the pandemic happened, like been, I've watched probably twenty of his films since then. I mean one of my favorite Japanese actors and unfortunately passed away probably when I was right before I got into him. And wait, what, what was his name again? Ken Takakura. Ken Takakura. Okay. Basically, I, I know that people describe him as like critics in the West describe him as the Japanese Clint Eastwood. Uh, ah, he okay. ca- carries himself. <laughs> yeah. Carries himself the same way and uh, came up in the, around the same time period and just I see. really, made qualities i mean like all of his movies that i've watched i think i've liked probably 90 percent of them like they've been good oh yeah no no duds no duds at all no no he's very good okay okay, with that it's like you know i'll watch anything more or less i won't i won't really i won't delve into the horror stuff but uh (laughs) other than that action you know the the westerns are a big part. Uh, Hong Kong kung fu, Hong Kong um, Hong Kong action comedies. You know, Jackie, Samuel, right, Hung, Samuel right. Hung, stuff like that. Yeah, dude, Samuel Hung was yeah. That, I I I ate up all of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, a big part of my life. Well, we'll have that's to, cool that you had that phase. So. Yeah, yeah, go we'll on. have to we'll have to introduce you to the uh, to the uh, the western the westerns that are not. They're, they're seldomly the they're, they're seldom yeah. they're, they're seldomly seen nowadays, unfortunately. But right, 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 right. But that th- that is, yeah, no, that's part of a genre that is long gone, and people don't really have much of it. I I have an appreciation for it, and I'm really in, excited to see more. But thanks, it's to, a, thanks it's to John Ford. Sadly. Thanks to John. Yeah, Ford, yeah. Right? <laughs> thanks to thanks to John Ford. Thanks to Howard Hawks. You know, stuff like that. Oh, there's um, there's, there's some other stuff out there, man. That yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, need to exactly. see. But uh, exactly. another big, I mean, my the directors I've really like keyed in to recently, uh-huh. like that you wouldn't as a kid or you wouldn't even really know them unless you're a cinema fan would be like you know Michael Mann, uh-huh. the Michael Mann stuff, like literally Man, yeah. Thief, Manhunter. I mean, just there's yeah. just so much good stuff out there. But the thing is, yeah. I didn't even know growing up. Like one of my brother's favorite films was *The Last of the Mohicans*, which Michael Mann directed. It's uh, Daniel Day- uh, Daniel Day yeah. Lewis, and that's one that is on my list. Yeah, that one is again own the Blu-ray, Kino <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's total Kino, right? <laughs> oh, I watch it anytime. Actually, my wife, my uh, wife, my geez. wife watched that with me, and she even liked it. So. That's, that's lot, saying too. something because you know sometimes the wife does not like the things that you like and uh oh i know you yeah. said you should keep it that way sometimes but you other times you need, to, you, need to, you need to expose them to things and of course of course yeah, unfor- yeah you know a lot of these films just growing up i i mean i going to the theater was kind of like a treat to me like 
This is something. Oh, yeah. This is something different that we a lot of people don't really respect anymore, and it's unfortunate. Like, but it really was yeah. like an American going to the movies, going thing. going to the cine, cinema was American pastime. And, and yeah, it's definitely. not. It's not yeah, anymore. I agree with that. They got replaced. We can unfortunately. Both, we, we, yeah, we can both agree with that. It definitely. It, it's a special American pastime. Yeah, just kind of go, going going on a date, going with family, just going to see them. Going to the movies was an event. It was seriously an event to do. It was. It, it, it now it's just taken for granted. Yeah, um, I mean, and unfortunately, like, I unfortunately, didn't go to the yeah. movies. From, I went the last time I went to the movies before the pandemic was with, with my wife, and we went to see um, nineteen seventeen, and that movie uh, that movie blew me away too. I mean, blew you I, away, I, huh? I haven't <laughs> seen it since. Own the I bought the Blu Ray for pretty cheap, you know. Around 10, 10 bucks, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it again. I, I did the same thing too. Yeah, I, I need to get to that again. And, um, and I don't remember what the first one was. I I watched since the pandemic ended, but the one that obviously the, one of the ones that obviously uh, stuck with me was Top Gun Maverick. Since I obviously oh. seen that four no, times, Top Gun, I, I seen it four times. I, yeah. In the theater, I four times. The I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's the only film ever in my life I've gone to more than more than twice. The More than twice, yeah. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, see, I saw it twice in theaters too, and I think, yeah, you know, looking at the slate of films, Top Gun Maverick is the only, really, the only film nowadays that has brought that sort of splendor, that sort of feeling of, uh, you know, excitement and uh, and grandeur that used to exist back then. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, even, now that. You know, it, now that I remember it, I, d- I did go to see the Northman. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, before, well, before it, yeah. I that that movie's. I just I recently just bought the Blu-ray for that. That's one of my favorite from this year. But obviously, Top Gun Maverick beats it. I mean, that's Top Gun Maverick beats it for me too. I do I do like the Northman though. It it, it is a quality it is a quality film. But you know, I mean, I, I'm just like oh, this might be like childish or like a naive in my. It, you know personally but i mean as a kid you know you appreciated uh i mean you can relate to, to this too but you appreciated the experience so whenever you left the movie theater you had this sort of energy that you just wanted to stick with you and the movie that has actually brought that back after years and years was top gun maverick so you know i mean that, that yeah like i i got out of the theater i had that feeling of like back when I was a kid, after after leaving a movie theater, like for example, like when I was a kid, I remember, I specifically remember going to see the first Spider Man, uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man, with my mom, and then leaving the theater, I had like an exhilarating feeling, oh, and then yeah. the same thing happened with Spider Man too, an exhilarating feeling, and I mean I can delve more into that like next time, but but like you know I I I, I didn't really have that feeling with other movies uh, since, since I mean. I'm sure I had I had that feeling again with particular movies after uh, Spider Man Two or I, but I, I can't really name them except Top Gun Maverick. I enjoyed movies since then, but the type of feeling that you get, the exhilaration that you get, you feel like a kid again. Uh, you feel like a kid again, basically. Yeah, to say it's a, yes, simply said, you feel like a kid again, and that was Top Gun Maverick that did it for me. So yeah, I you mean, know. Yeah, well, we yeah. all know we know Tom Cruise knows how to put on a good show. Right, right. Oh well, I mean, so it might have been dumb for me to say, but I mean, I did also have a great feeling after watching, uh, you 
know, his last three Mission Impossibles. So. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I did yeah. not. <laughs> I did not see the last two or three. Two. I saw Ghost. No, not Ghost Protocol. Protocol. What, what was the one before that? The one before Ghost Protocol was uh, the third one uh, by J.J. Abrams. Oh, then it was Ghost Protocol, I guess. That was, yeah. that, is that the one oh. where he's climbing? Where he's climbing the building in uh, Dubai? Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw that with my wa- my wife, then girlfriend. She wasn't even my fiance. I saw we saw that in theaters, and I was, I mean, yeah, anything Cruz does, you know, is is going to be at least entertaining. exactly entertaining. Exactly. Well, wait, you haven't seen Rogue Nation or Fallout yet. I've seen all the. I've seen them all. I oh, watch, you've seen them all. Okay, I watched okay. them all. Well, I guess to let to let the cat out of the bag, I have a projector and projector screen at home, and more or right. less, I have a movie theater in my basement. So it's yeah. I, I get I get the I get the same feeling on like a you know eighty five percent scale of a real theater. So yeah, yeah. I've thought about doing the same thing for for myself too. A project. I'm like, man, you know, it'd be cool, but. It's like, it, I mean, you say it's worth it, definitely. Oh, I mean, I've I've probably, I think last time I looked, like three three weeks ago, I had like uh, three thousand hours on it, and I've owned it for two years. It's pretty, it's pretty oh, bad. <laughs> I've watched it a lot. Well, again, that, I play, I, I play, I play. Uh, the PS4 is hooked up to it, so it's, I play some games on it. I play. I play yeah. the switch on it, so it's not all movies, but yeah, I've watched uh-huh. I've watched uh-huh. a lot of films, a lot of TV on it, and I've gotten I've gotten the use out of it. And honestly, it works out really well. Huh? Yeah, I mean one of the, one yeah. of the best one of the best investments you could have is having a home theater, and it, it, it's a it's expense it's an expensive, um, you know, hobby, but <laughs> it's worth yeah, it. Yeah. worth it in my opinion. Well, my- might be a dumb question, but how how does how does the quality on your home projector compare to say like when you go to you know an AMC or or just any movie theater? Like how do, how well, does it compare? I am the oh. only person in the theater, so I like that. Yeah, so you like that? <laughs> That's one thing. Okay, but yeah, I do yeah. have the uh, I, I do have the sound the surround sound system to uh, back it up. So I mean, more or less, it, it's it's very similar. But there's always something about walking into that theater. Going to the cashier, paying for your mm-hmm. ticket, saying, "Oh, I, uh-huh. and I want to, I want a popcorn, I want a soda." Getting yeah. that and yeah, yeah. and the and just the ritual of walking in, sitting down, you know, finding your seat, finding a good seat if you can, if you get there early, yeah. um, sitting you down, early, watching yeah. watching those trailers and just just kicking just kicking it back and and watching a good film, and that's you can't replicate that anywhere. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Oh, well, I'm, I'll consider getting a. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll wait a bit. I mean, I could definitely get one, but I, I I'll wait a bit. I've been buying way too many movies already, so it's like ah. Geez. You can't ever own too uh, many, Kevin. Yeah, very true. <laughs> I need a new shelf. That's what I need. Yeah, and you yeah. need a new shelf too, probably. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. There's a. I got. I, I got three stacks yeah. over there. I can see. <laughs> I got movies and books like just I mean, you know, I'm as organized as, as I can be, but it's getting to the point where okay, this is not going to fit here. I got to put it here. Um, but you know, I can't help myself. I like physical copies. You know, I'm not I'm not hoarding. I'm not hoarding. It's just like I I, I cherish these things. Every it's week, like, you yeah, need, I, you need to spend the money every week. <laughs> you have to. You, you have to. That's oh, why I work a lot. This is getting released. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is yeah, why exactly. I work. 
not to, <laughs> this not, is why I work. Not to support my family, but uh, to buy my movies. Yeah, not to, to support to, my family. Forget that, right? To fuel, All I care about it. I just to fuel <laughs> the addiction. <laughs> exactly, and filling know. a gaping hole in my soul by doing this. So yeah. I need. It. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe some point I'll get a, I'll get a home, I'll get a home theater. I mean, I'll, I'll get myself a projector and create my little home theater. Hey, and uh, I, yeah, I, it'll, I, be, it'll be cool. I endorse it. Endorse it, yeah. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah man. This has been fun. I think we need to uh, This has been great. We man. might need to continue this. Oh, I think so too. We're, so we're 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 not DOA? Well, no, of course not. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. No, we're just getting we're just getting started. Yes, sir. We're just getting started. Well, yes, sir. Uh, we're getting started. With that, we'll uh we'll see where this takes us. Yeah, man. Absolutely. The cinematic journey of, you know, good and not good films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There would be there should be an episode where we just like shit on films. I I can't even think about what 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 else to shit on. Hey, but, hey. I mean, we can we can go I mean, we can go right to my uh on letterbox. I have a uh let's I, ha- see. I have an overrated 70s cinema list. Oh, sh- really? Yeah, and uh it got a lot of a lot of hate. I wonder why. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, I want to check this out. Hang on. All right. Well, you might be you, you might get you might hate it too. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I, there was a lot of comments. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be chill. How old is this uh, this uh, list? Uh, <clears throat> I'm. Did I make it? Pri- I don't think I made it private. But uh, you didn't make it private. Okay. This me, is kind of oh, gay, I, but I, I, I'm, I did I'm, not make it private. But there are 48 comments on there. If that if that will uh, in, indicate anything. Uh oh. Okay. Might be the same amount as under my last Jedi review. Yeah, and actually, yeah. <laughs> and actually, a Star Wars film might be on there. Ooh, yes, <laughs> the one uh, that I that I think is on the one that everyone or people who are sane people think is on there. Or oh, it's the only seventies one. So, so it's the uh, the, oh, fir- the oh, first it's one. Seventies one. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when I say overrated, that doesn't mean bad. It just means overrated. Right. It means overpraised. Right. It, it means this right. thing is not as good as you guys proclaim it is. And yeah, it, maybe yeah, the yeah. maybe the Godfather's in there. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just destroy the podcast Ooh. by uh, making everyone hate me. I don't Ooh. know. No, it's okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe there's a gonna... maybe there's a Bruce Lee film on there called Enter the Dragon. I don't know. Oh, damn. <laughs> I don't. Just, oh, I'm just I'm anyway. throwing stones in a glass house. Why am I doing this? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I think it's a fair list, and I don't think it means yeah. it doesn't indicate I, I hate them. But hey, no, I like I said, there's plenty of work. There's not 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 plenty of work. There's plenty of uh, material to start off of. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Oh, I, I also want to shit on MCU films. Despite the oh. fact, well, I oh, mean, now you just I, I, now I, you just destroyed the podcast because no one's going to listen to us if we don't like Marvel. Uh well, I think it's uh, release, release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that is a good point. Maybe someone, maybe they might not listen to us if we did shit on Marvel. Yeah, um, yeah whatever. Sometimes, sometimes I can't even. I as, can't even help. As a so. wise man once said, "Fuck them." Yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah i hate to say it because there are some crazy people out there Jeez, yeah um 
It's kind of gay, but I'm, I'm currently trying to finish. Uh, I, I bought a, a six pack of Heineken and I didn't realize until I got home that it's alcohol free Heineken. And I, I'm like, oh, fuck. Wow. So I'm well, like, I don't endorse that. I don't, don't endorse I don't endorse that. All, that. Everyone wants to know. I do not endorse alcohol free. Yeah. I don't I, endorse alcohol free too. But I may I or may not I be drinking. To, okay. I, I may or may not be drinking oh. a beer right now. From from the tanks of old Latrobe, but that'll be uh, ah. that'll be you know neither here nor there. But <laughs> uh, oh wait, hey, I'm, I'm looking at the list right now. You have Serpico. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I I only saw the movie once. Ooh is I, right. I ooh is right. What I said. Ooh is right. <laughs> it was right. <laughs> yeah. Chinatown. I've been. I I got a buddy who's been telling me that I need to watch this movie. Chinatown? Uh, Polanski. Yeah, Polanski with uh, uh, I did not Wilson. like it. Again. Didn't like it. Uh-huh. Take it for what it is, Kevin, but that was one of the, the yeah. li- that was one of the library picks. So Ooh. Oh well, I mean that was when you were what, what around 16? 17, 17. 16, 17, yeah. So I would re- oh, I, I would I rewatch know. it one more time, but um you might yeah, you, you you might think differently nowadays. Oh, uh, well, I'd hope I think differently than when I was 17. Otherwise, you're not like <laughs> Right, exactly. So. There's Fist of Fury. Ooh, Fist of Fury. That's a <laughs> High Plains Drifter. I can see that. High Plains I, Drifter. I mean, even, I, though I, I don't... even though I just purchased that film. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Damn for, it. <laughs> for, for, for $9, but. Nine bucks. It's not bad. Yeah. No, it's uh the it's list. Going... We don't we don't need to talk about the entire list, but there's uh yeah there, there's some. That's of, okay. I'm just looking through it. I threw some shade and I got some shade back. Let's just say that. That's amazing. Well, hey, I'm I'm happy you have El Topo in here because I remember I saw that on the big screen on the aforementioned. Oh my gosh, uh, you saw uh, that? The Afram- I saw that because a buddy of mine picked it as the film that we would all see, and I we watched it on the big screen in college. Um. Uh, you know, uh, for my my friend's uh, club, Cinema Club. Yeah. And oh man, I hated that film. But I look. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Jodorowsky's worldview. I just don't like his philosophy. I don't like the idea. Yeah. No, oh, keep going. Oh no, I just, I just don't. Uh, from what I remember, I just don't like the nihilistic philosophy. This atheistic philosophy of you know, I mean, like that. This leads to nowhere. I, I, I don't know. I might be completely wrong about that. But nah, again, it's I it's been it. a long time since I've seen that film. <laughs> you doubt it? <laughs> when, when, when there's a film where the where the director you know, and just to end just to end on the very high note, when, when when there's a director that makes a film and and the main character is supposed to be a character that thinks he's God, I I just think that's yeah. a pro- I think that's a problem. I don't know. That, that's what that's what it was. That's what I'm forgetting. Yeah, the character thought he was God, right? I mean, I don't. Yeah. So I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't no. Do it. no, no. Well, on that oh, very, no. on that high note, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will we'll, we'll leave you guys with we'll leave you guys with that to chew on, and uh, I guess you'll see us in the next episode. I don't I don't know what we'll be talking about then, but uh, I don't know either. But we'll we'll find out. Yeah, it'll be it'll be <laughs> our little secret. Yes, it will. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon, people. 